welcome to the Ministry Marks podcast. I'm Thomas Majors, and I'm joined with David Haynes. Today, our topic is the Holy Spirit and prayer. Before we even begin this discussion, we have to have some some understanding of what prayer is. And so I think I would probably define prayer such as this. Prayer is the mutual communication between God and man. And by mutual communication, I mean not only are we communicating to God, but God also communicates to us in prayer as well. Now, prayer, would you agree with that, David, yes. before we even get... But I don't, I don't want to assume something on you that you, most people, I would think, especially around Baptist circles, would say, yes, God, we communicate to God in prayer, but we're also wanting God to communicate with us in prayer as well. Now, prayer is a, a mystical, it's mystical. I mean, it really is. It's a mystical communication. Uh, we can't really explain what it is. We, we don't really know exactly how it works, but we know that God responds to our prayers or, or God works through prayers, how, however we want to say that. And, and it's really amazing to think about when we think that the God of the universe, the Lord of all creation, the Lord of everything listens to us and he responds to us. But, but of course he does. And then we could ask the question, why? Why does he respond to our prayers? And I think we would probably agree and and I want to ask you about this. I'm, I'm sure there, there are some ways that we could answer these questions. Why does he respond to our prayers? Of course, we know he answers prayers that are in the name of Jesus. What exactly does that mean? We could discuss that at some time. We know that he answers prayer that is according to his will, because the Bible says so. So prayer that is in the name of Jesus, prayer that is according to his will. But we would also say, that he answers prayer. Prayer works because it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. So prayer is this communication, mutual communication between God and man, whereby we not only speak to God, but he, we listen uh, for him to speak as well. And that's where really where we want to focus today is the prayer and the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit empowers prayer. And so I'm thinking of Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. It says, Paul says this, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So really, where do we begin with that passage when you're looking at prayer and the Holy Spirit? We automatically have to begin with a background. Of course, Paul is writing to Roman Christians. He's writing about suffering and the future hope uh, of glorification. He goes on to say, we have suffer. We suffer now. We have groanings. We groan with all creation, but we await this future glory and this future hope in heaven. And then he goes to this, now in the present time, and Paul wrote, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Through the present age, we could say that the Spirit helps with our weakness. But even to understand that, we have to understand who the Spirit is. 
So, David, let me ask you this. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is he a he? Is he an it? How should we respond to the Holy Who is the Holy Spirit? And you can give us uh, a synopsis of it, however far, however much detail you want to go into that. Okay, Thomas. He, the Holy Spirit, is a third person in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit definitely has a role in our prayer lives. As you've already mentioned, Romans 8, 26 says that the Holy Spirit helps us and intercedes for us. John 14, 26 says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Well, if Jesus told us that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things, surely one of those things can be prayer. I believe as we pray, we learn from the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit guides us and directs our prayers so that our prayers are aligned with the will of the Father. Ephesians 6.18 and Jude verse 20 says that we pray in the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.16 says that the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. It appears that there is a, a kindredness between the spirit of a Christian and the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So as we live, we are continually filled with the Holy Spirit of the Lord and then finally, 1 Corinthians 6.19 says that your body is to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we've looked at several things here about how the Spirit indwells us and how the Spirit leads us, how the Spirit teaches us, how the Spirit intercedes for us. And whenever I think about the Holy Spirit interceding for us, Thomas, I really think about those, those several times in my life or those few times in my life where I didn't know what to say. I just knew I needed to be praying. We were going through something difficult. And God, here I am before you. I am before you and I want to pray. But God, I don't know what to pray. And I trust that the Spirit of the Lord interceded in those times. All right, Thomas, I want to ask you a question. Let me give you a little bit of background that leads up to my question. But I'm going to ask you a difficult question. And I hope you're ready. So the first time I was faced with this, I was in my early 20s. I was serving as a youth guy at a church in Alcorn County, and we had taken a, a group of youth up to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. One of the chaperones and, and I were walking down the street in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and he began to share with me for the very first time something about a prayer language. Later, as I was pastoring the second church I ever served, Mount Olive Baptist Church in Baldwin, Mississippi, there was a lady that I knew briefly. Just for a matter of months, I was her pastor, but she was the second person who asked my opinion about a prayer language. And the best that I can tell from speaking with those two people and only those two people, they felt that they had a prayer language where they were basically, the best I can tell, they were speaking in tongues. It was speaking in tongues to God and that they were speaking in tongues and that then the Spirit would interpret to God what they were saying. And in both of those situations, they had no idea what they were saying. They could not even overview what their prayers were because to them, it was 
it was non uh, understandable, but that the spirit would translate for them. All right, Thomas, I know how I feel, but I'm curious. What are your thoughts on a prayer language? Okay, I've got follow-up questions to begin with. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) of course you do. So with those two people, Mm -hmm. were they speaking in tongues Mm -hmm. or was it ecstatic utterances? Okay, okay. I'm making a distinction between speaking in tongues and what I would describe as an ecstatic utterance as well. So how would you describe that and and I understand that you probably don't know my terminology that I'm using so let me explain that when I when I say speaking in tongues I'm talking about the biblical gift of speaking in tongues that we see in Acts chapter 2 and some and I would say the extension of that in the life of the church would be in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Uh, I believe those are biblical. uh, They are spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gave to those people, whereby they spoke in a language that they had not studied, nor should they have known, but other people heard them in in their own language. Ecstatic utterance is what I would call what is probably being practiced in many denominations that emphasize the charismata, the gifts of the Spirit, where they say the same thing over and over. It is not a language. It is something else, ecstatic utterance. So I would define yeah. it. I would, first of all, I would say those are two categories. Mm-hmm. There is the biblical gift of speaking in tongues, and then there is ecstatic utterance that people yeah. practice. So what would you say? How would you describe what okay. those two people To answer did? your question, I would describe it as the ecstatic utterances. They described it as tongues. They said they were praying in tongues. And I mean, the first guy who mentioned it, I had never heard, I had never in all of my life ever heard of anything like that. And then he described it as praying in tongues. But yes, it is ecstatic utterance. This is what I would define it as. Do we have any instances in the Bible of ecstatic utterances? Not that I know of. <laughs> Not that I know of either. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think what some people would probably say is that in 1 Corinthians 14, that would be an ecstatic utterance. And I believe the message, the message translate, the, me, the message translation, I started to say it's a translation, but, but it's probably a mistranslation. Yeah. <laughs> I think they translate 1 Corinthians 14, not as speaking in tongues as we would say it from the biblical gift of Acts chapter 2, but as a prayer language. Now, Mm -hmm. I I totally disagree with that. I think what is happening in the passage is speaking in tongues because he talks about a person being there to interpret. So that must have been a language that someone could interpret. Yeah. So uh, I don't think we have any examples of ecstatic utterance in in the Bible. Yeah. I'm against it, okay? (laughs) I just feel like this. I am against... (laughs) What people would describe 
I do not think it's a biblical practice. Yeah. Because um I don't I don't see any evidence from it in the scriptures. I think the passage that that I read at the beginning someone might would be able to make an argument because the Holy Spirit makes groanings for us. Mm-hmm. They might would say, well there's there's the reason that's the foundation of our ecstatic utterance during prayer. But again, I, I don't think those are audible words. I think that is something the Holy Spirit is doing between our spirit and and through the Holy Spirit to God the Father. Yeah. So at the very beginning, I don't think ecstatic utterance is even a biblical idea. I only believe that uh, the biblical gift of speaking in tongues is. I believe it's a bit of a mischaracterization when people say they are speaking in tongues when, in fact, they are giving ecstatic utterances. I totally agree. I feel the same as you do. Um, I do not believe there should be a prayer language. I'm against someone who, who feels that they have a prayer language. I do not think that it is biblical. And you're right. Biblical speaking in tongues is, is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through a language that you have never studied, and someone is there to interpret that for the hearer or even tell the speaker what they've said. And prayer language is not that. It is not speaking in tongues. It is not biblical. You're right. So according to the passage that you know that I read at the beginning, at uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, uh, how does the Holy Spirit help our prayer. What does he do? And and you said the word at least on a couple of different occasions that that I'm thinking of that really is the thrust, I believe, of what the Holy Spirit does with our prayers. Do you, do you know what word? I'm, the word is intercede. Yeah. Yes, yes. He he intercedes for us. Two different times does. in Romans chapter 8 verses 26 and 27 does Paul wrote that, that he intercedes. And it says, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes. And then in verse 27, the last phrase, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Yeah, that's right. So in both of those verses, he uses that word intercedes. I I believe that's the main ministry of the Holy Spirit when it comes to prayer is that he is interceding for us, yeah. not expressing prayer through us, through this charismata, this gift of the Holy Spirit through a prayer language. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense to me. It absolutely does. I think as as the Holy Spirit directs our prayers, he absolutely intercedes for us. Now, I have a question. You mentioned something I want to follow up on. Um, do you think God hears prayers that are outside of his will? And there are crickets going in the background. <laughs> I'm going to put a yeah. cricket sound yeah. in there. <laughs> I'm going to find me a down. I'm going to download a cricket sound and put in there because that is crickets. I've never had anyone ask me that. Okay. Do I believe that? Does God hear the prayers of non believers? Does he? 
Yeah, does he? Let's start with that, and then we'll get out to does he hear prayers outside of his will? I think he can hear the prayers of a non-believer, but I think he, we would put it like, he is constrained to hear the first prayer of an unbeliever when they repent and they confess Jesus yeah. Christ. Outside of that, I don't think there's anything you could say where in his word that he is constrained to That's hear right. uh, the prayer of an unbeliever. Whereas if we pray, it says, if we ask in the name of Jesus, if we pray according to his will, yeah. that he will hear us. So let me ask this. Do you pray? Have you prayed outside of God's will? Yes. And do you ever pray knowing that what you pray very well may be outside of God's will? Yes. And how do you pray those prayers? I know what I do, but I'm just curious as to what you do. How do you pray a prayer that might be outside of God's will? I'm, I don't know. Okay. All right. But you think you think that you've done it. You prayed outside of God's will. I know. I mean, I know I have because yeah. I mean I can look back yeah. and I can see where where I was praying for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was obvious now looking back because hindsight's 2020 yep. that that we uh, that I was not praying yeah. for God's will in my life. Yeah. Often what I try to do is whenever I'm praying and I'm not sure, I'll say this, Lord, I do not know if what I'm praying is your will or if it is a fleshly desire. So God, I just want to be upfront and honest. If I am praying outside of your will, I'm sorry. This is my heart, but sometimes my heart is not in line with your desire. So I want to apologize for this prayer that I'm about to pray or I have just prayed if it is outside your will. And Lord, if this prayer is outside your will, please don't let any of it happen because I want your will to happen and I want my desires to be in line with your will. So Lord, I, I apologize that I am not praying in your will, but I want to. I find myself doing that once every other week <laughs> after a prayer the i think it's the spirit will speak to me and say you sure you sure about that mm. big boy you sure and i'll and i and i'll say lord i i i, I don't know because I, I don't know i don't know but lord i i want to be in your will and that's kind of that's the way i approach it and i i try to be mindful that everything that i think is not the will of god and everything i desire is not the will of god Probably everything I pray is not the will of God. Mm. So even in my prayer life, I try to, I, I want the Holy Spirit of the Lord to work through my prayer life. And I want it to be obvious that, that God, I want your will to be done. So I try to remind the Lord of that. He knows. But I, I, want, <laughs> yes. I want him to know that I'm mindful. Lord, I'm thinking of this. So, yeah. so what are your thoughts? I don't know if I have any thoughts about it. <laughs> oh, Thomas is so funny. <laughs> but let me ask you a question. Okay. How, how does the Holy Spirit, what are some ways the Holy Spirit does work through your prayers? Yeah, I have, I, it feels like, yeah, interceding and Christ at the right hand of the Father, interceding, interceding, interceding. But man, I, I, I think it's an intimate direction. I really feel whenever whenever I'm praying, I, try, I begin every day with prayer. Um, and then before I read scripture, I, I pray again. So I have two times of prayer before I 
before I'm even dressed for work. I have I have two times of prayer, and and I I look at the role of the Holy Spirit as as guiding in a way that okay, well you know I hadn't thought about that. Well, where did that come from? Well, that must be the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And then I think the Holy the Holy Spirit a lot of times is putting the brakes on me. Uh, you and I have been close friends for a long time. I am as open with you as I am anybody not named April Haynes. Uh, you and I are close. I've known the Lord and the Holy Spirit longer than I've known you. And and I feel like that a lot of times I, I am open in my prayer and the Holy Spirit says, no, that is not the will of the Father. Drop it. Get off that. You and I are close enough where if I'm saying something crazy, you would say, David, what, man, what are you thinking? That's not right. right. And I would say, oh, well, that's right, Thomas. What was I thinking, man? And it's almost like the Holy Spirit, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a guidance through prayer and, and through our lives. Oh, I wish, I wish I was closer to the Lord than what I am. And I, I feel like I'll always have that idea or that attitude. And the Holy Spirit helps guide me away from sin, guide me in righteousness. And it's His ministry in my life that helps me stay close with the Father, helps me walk in the will of the Son. That's so. good. And so let me ask you this as well. Mm-hmm. When we're thinking about the Holy Spirit in prayer and how He works with our prayers and helps us mm-hmm. pray to God, have you, have you ever had those times where the Holy Spirit has put a burden on you to mm-hmm. pray for another individual? Yeah. I mean, I can think of times where I've been sleeping at night and it's like you just wake up and and the Holy Spirit is pressing this person into your mind, into your heart. And yeah. and, you know, you just need to pray for them. You don't necessarily know what to pray in that yeah. moment. Yeah. But your spirit through the Holy Spirit is communicating to God and you and he's empowering that prayer. Have you ever had a similar experience? I have. It, it happens, maybe not often, but I would say occasionally. And I am, I, I try to do this every time that happens, I text the person. I will text that man, that 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 person, hey, I want you to know I am praying for you. And so often they'll text back, I cannot believe that you were praying for me because I'm struggling with whatever the case may be, a big decision at work. And uh, and it, it, it is fitting. It is fitting that they're going through something. They lay, you know, the Holy Spirit of the Lord lays that on my heart. And, and all I'm, it's not changing anything, but I am... Asking God to answer that prayer, asking God to be with that person. And then I think whenever that person hears that God through his spirit has let me know to pray for them, they know they're doing business with God and God is bringing this thing together. So when we're thinking about prayer and the Holy Spirit, do you think we as Baptists underemphasize the Holy Spirit's role in our life and his role in our prayer life? I mean, Somebody who does have a prayer language would probably be on on the defensive and then turn offensive and say, "Well, you you neglect the Holy Spirit altogether." How, do you think we do? Yeah. As as Baptists, I mean, we're both Baptists. Do you think we do that as Baptists, and how could we how could we uh, remedy that? Yeah. Okay. So I think we do that. I recall whenever I was at Blue Mountain College, Dr. Meek speaking about a hymn song that we occasionally sing, Father, and the second verse is Son, and the third verse is Holy Spirit, I adore you. I 
worship and love you, however it yeah, goes. Yeah. And he was talking about the first time he ever sang that, it kind of felt weird. And, and, I, and I kind of agree, we do feel that way. I believe we underemphasize the work of the Spirit. Just a few weeks ago at Blue Mountain College, James Lewis was preaching at a pastor's conference, and James Lewis said, in speaking about that, that we don't want to be labeled as, how do you say it? Charismatics. So we don't want yeah, to be labeled charismatic. as charismatics. <laughs> and that we avoid even sometimes mentioning the work of the Spirit. And maybe it's because the work of the Spirit is somewhat misunderstood. We understand the Father. We can read all through the Old Testament, see so many of the acts, uh, so many acts of God the Father. The New Testament, the Son. And then maybe the Holy Spirit, we don't fully understand. But I do believe we shy away from that. How do we remedy it? Hey, how about good biblical preaching, good biblical teaching? And how about us emphasizing the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives? What else are you thinking? So you mentioned singing. Mm-hmm. Father, I love you. We uh, adore you. Jesus, uh-huh. Holy Spirit. What about praying to the Holy Spirit? Praying to the Holy Spirit? Uh, okay, I, I would, this is the first time I've even thought about this. I pray, I, I don't do this. What I always try to do is pray to God uh, through the, the will, through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And maybe so we're splitting you pray, hairs. You pray to the Father in the <laughs> yeah. name of Jesus <laughs> yeah. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a sermon. I mean, we can preach that yeah. right now. But I don't pray to the Holy Spirit. Oh, I've heard a message on this before. I don't know if I've heard one or not. I have. But, but I've heard someone pray to I the Holy have. Spirit. You, you have heard someone pray to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Right, t- tell me about this. I remember it because you don't hear it that often. Yeah. And how the person began, he began, Father, I love you. Mm-hmm. And he prayed specifically for what the Father does mm-hmm. and how the Father relates to mankind. He prayed right. specifically to Christ and prayed about how Christ, the second person of the Trinity, relates to mm-hmm. mankind and how he works. And then at the very end, I was like, I wonder if he's going to pray to the Holy Spirit too. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. And, and he, he said, did. Holy Spirit, uh-huh. I ask. And he began to to ask for the Holy Spirit to yeah. do his work in his life. And uh-huh. and so it was a Trinitarian prayer. Sure. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He did not pray to the Holy Spirit apart from the Father or from the Son. Yeah. So he wasn't emphasizing the Holy Spirit yeah. over yeah. those two. Yeah. Uh, but he did pray. He yeah. prayed, a tr- I would describe it as a Trinitarian prayer. Okay, all right. All right, so now I, I have never done that. What I find myself doing is, is saying, uh, Lord, may your spirit uh, dwell. Lord, may your... But I, I would address it to the, the Father but talking about his spirit. So I've never even thought about that. What are your thoughts on this, Thomas? Well, I I don't know if I've necessarily given it all of that thought. Yeah. But we do. We we do pray to the Father. Yeah. Have you ever prayed to Jesus? Um I would say yes. I would say yes as well. Yes. I ain't never read the spirit, man. <laughs> <laughs> and see, and, and, and here again, and, and it's not that I'm arguing for. Oh, I know. 
or I'm arguing against. I'm just saying yeah. that there's inconsistency there. There is an inconsistency. If we pray to this Trinity, the Father this, and the Son. It is one God. Yeah. One, one God, God who Shema. has revealed himself Absolutely. as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. And we both admit here in this moment that we have prayed to the Father and that we would say we have prayed yeah. to Jesus. Yes. Yes. Jesus, help me. Jesus, take the wheel. Man, absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and then we both admit that we haven't done that with the Holy Spirit. No. That we, we are functionally yes. diminishing. Yes. The Spirit. And shame on us. I would say so. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that we're arguing for or against. Yeah. But well, I don't that's know. A good uh, thought. That's we a need good to give thought. more thought to All it. Right. I want to ask you something <laughs> else. I just I just wrote this down. If the Spirit, hey, the Spirit utters, the Spirit utters and intercedes for us. We've already talked about that yes. verse multiple times. Can we hear the utterance of the Spirit? Can we ever hear it? Physically. As, Can we as physically hear it? Audible sound waves going into our ears. Correct. And Correct. Can we, could we ever hear it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Might be wrong, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so because, you know, like when we're talking about the calling on a, mm-hmm. on a person's life, Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a lot of times, well, it wasn't an audible call, but it was much louder than that. It was something inside of us that was, mm-hmm. and I would say that's the Holy Spirit. That's just like yeah. when a person is being convicted and being drawn by the Holy Spirit, they they feel that within them as though yeah. every molecule in their body is saying, there's something, go- there's something happening here, mm-hmm. you know? Well, then can we feel the utterance of the Spirit? And have you ever felt the utterance of the Spirit. Maybe in that context, we're using the word wrong. Okay. Because I wouldn't say that I have felt the utterance. I would say I felt the presence. The presence, or even the ministry is what I was thinking, the ministry. That's right. That's right. Because there are times where I've felt the presence. I mean, (laughs) a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago, it was like, two sermons back to back where I, I just know the Holy Spirit was pouring. He had, he had full control. He had full sway. I was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I told him in the service, I'm like, I promise you, I'm not a mystic in the traditional sense of uh-huh. that, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is working right now. I could just uh-huh. feel uh-huh. his presence. And before yeah. I ever got up to preach, I could, I could just feel the yeah. presence of the Holy Spirit. So I would say his presence, but not, yeah. is that his utterance? Is he communicating hmm. to our spirit in that way? When we would describe it as the presence of the Holy Spirit, yeah. is it him speaking to our spirit? Yeah, maybe that's it. Oh man, we're, we're getting too deep right Boy, now. We, we need right. to pull the plug on that's this right, before, before, we, before, we, before we move into heresy, okay? Yeah, we, we don't want to be charismatic. We won't, ever, we won't ever get asked to preach uh, anywhere. <laughs> well, they'll come and they'll start preaching about the Spirit speaking to them, you know? <laughs> but dude, this has been so much fun just yes. to kind of think about it and, and where we stand and what Scripture says about the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Tune in again to listen to the Ministry Marks podcast.